Welcome to City Harbor Church. Loving God and loving people. Sound good? Yeah, I'm glad we can be together. I know this is a little bit of an unusual day. Uh, yesterday we got communication from a bunch of people that are e- either concerned about the forecast of freezing rain this morning or we're on a COVID quarantine. And so today we're doing a uh, one o'clock Zoom service as well. Um, and we will kind of see how it goes. Um, I appreciate you um, being here and also interacting with, I know that I emailed you about the entrances to the building and then it ended up being the opposite of what I emailed you. <laughs> we, just to clarify, uh, in the past, the uh, building owners have said that they, uh, if it snows, they don't maintain the steps for the front entrance, but they do maintain the side entrance. What happened this morning was that there wasn't any snow on the front steps, or at least when I came in, um, but that the melting from the previous snow had caused the ramp that we're supposed to be entering to be icy. So it treated it and tried to make it safe. What I can say is use your eyes and be careful as you enter the building. <laughs> I, think, I think that may be... Uh, the best thing uh, that I can say on that front. And uh, watch your email, please, uh, as email is the primary way we're going to be communicating um, updates and uh, new resources uh, that are available. Uh, We're glad that you are here today. Uh, Thank you for coming. Um, Let's let's jump into our our time in uh, the Word together, unless I'm missing any other announcements. Okay. All right. This is Obadiah. I call him Obi. Obi is a a firefighter. He's a husband to Rebecca's younger sister, Jennifer. Uh, He's a father and um, he's a friend and he's a fisherman. And this is a sturgeon on the Columbia River which flows along, uh, Lewis and Clark used the Columbia River on part of their journey. It flows out to the Pacific Ocean. There are a lot of big fish in this river. It goes out into the Pacific Ocean. And one of those fish is sturgeon. And out in the Pacific Northwest, the Fish and Wildlife Management, they have the season for sturgeon when you can catch them and keep them. It starts on January 1st. And based on the number of fish, sometimes it only lasts a few days till like January 4th. And so my uh, brother-in-law, Obi, had a a neighbor and a friend that they they go out and and do sturgeon fishing a fair amount, even just during the catch and release time of year. And his neighbor has been sturgeon fishing for 50 years. And generally speaking, when they go out together, they might catch one or two fish in a year. They might catch one or two fish in a year. This year, on January 1st, 2022, they caught five fish in one day. I mean, if you're counting, that's more than like a lot of years put together. It was was a big deal. And there's a very short 
um, amount of length difference that you can keep these fish in. And it just so happened that they caught three fish in that keeper length. This was like for somebody who enjoys this activity, this is a really big deal. When the holidays are good, we have time set aside to connect relationally. And um, I know that things are a little bit unusual right now, so if you're concerned, when we gathered with family, everybody took a COVID test, and everybody did not have COVID, in case you're concerned. But when, when holidays are good, it's, there's time for relationship. There's extended period of time where you're not, it's not, oh, we've got five minutes or we've got an hour. It's like an extended period of time to connect. You know, how are you doing? But like, you know, what's good? Tell me something good, right? Um, and, and just to hang out and be together. And in this past uh, holidays, is, um, I so appreciated everybody who got on the Thursday night call, which wasn't that good. I mean, I, I sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit this past Thursday night in a real way. It was such a great conversation. I told stories about my suitcase coming out on the luggage belt empty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we, we had a good time sharing some stories on Thursday night. When, on the holidays, and we went back and spent time with Charlotte, both of our sets of parents and extended family, we had a time to connect to have relationship time. And relationship time is important. And I, I want to talk today from the Scripture about January, this, the rest of January, and, and bringing a little bit of leadership for us as a church family. And here, here's the subject for today. Invitation to conversation. Invitation to conversation. It's relationship time, and it's what, what I can hear the Spirit of the living God saying to us. There is an invitation to conversation. Now, just in case you, you think that I'm, you know, just uh, making this up, you know, we had Anna just talked in the City, lesson, uh, City Kids lesson a little bit about the creation story and about God's relationship with Adam and Eve. And what we see in Genesis chapter 1 is that relationship in verses 26 through 28 is included in God's purpose for humans. And we see in chapters 2 and 3 that God would come down and walk in the garden with them to, to be with them. You know, it doesn't say that God was lecturing them. It, the, the words that are used to describe it is, is relationship time. We see in, in Psalm 3-4, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. There's, there's some, the element of dialogue, the element of listening, the element of speaking, the element of communication. Psalm 5-3, and in case you're wondering right now with the, the pastor's daily section of the, the church website, and you can get these by email this year, I'm just providing a daily suggested reading for the whole year from Psalms and Proverbs. This take just a few verses the whole year to go through Psalms and Proverbs and I've provided for you just a few thoughts on those readings. And so we, these are from Psalms that we, we've already read this year together, if you're tracking with me together. Psalm 5.3, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. There's a relationship time there. There's carving out time and energy in the morning 
you know, hopefully after coffee when the mind is clear and the spirit can kind of govern the flesh, right? There's relationship time. There's dialogue that is occurring. Psalm 5, 7, and 8, because of your unfailing love, right? Remember, now that's a phrase that God had used to describe himself. They were learning about who God really is, not imagining who God is. I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. I think it's worthwhile noting that the invitation to conversation is conversation with the living God. It's not a conversation with your emotions. It's not a conversation with a fantasy. It's not a conversation with somebody that you look down on. It's a conversation with the living God. And what we see here is that this healthy relationship that leads to a victorious life includes following the guidance of God. I mean, if there's anybody who has a right to tell me how I should live, I I would think it would be the one who gave me life. Okay. Everybody breathe, right? This relationship with God, this invitation to conversation with God, how does it come about? How is that possible? Because, you know, I'm not, maybe you feel like I'm not a God person. I'm not a church person. I'm not, you know, I've messed up. I've made mistakes. Well, here's the truth that we believe from Ephesians chapter 2. And the, the, I want to remind us that the word you here is in the plural. It's, it's, it's for all who are believers in Jesus for salvation. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. That's how a relationship with God is possible. That's how a conversation, intimacy moments, that's how that's possible with God is through the good news of Jesus Christ. Now this is interesting. When we, when we think about the who God is, who we're talking to, let's take note from what has been learned from the past about what kind of things God says. Jeremiah 33.3, God says this, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now, this is spoken in a specific day and time. We don't have time today to give all the context for it. But it was also written down and and, and determined to be valuable for all believers in all time as something we learn from about who God is, about the truth of who God is. And what God revealed is that God calls believers, calls people to a relationship where they have some agency, where they have an ability to call to him. God, God puts out there this invitation. Hey, talk to me. I'm going to answer you. And I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you don't know of right now. And I, want, I know that we are all facing a variety of different challenges. And we, we can have a lot of different feelings about what's going on in the world and in our lives, in our homes, in our neighborhood, in the city. Right? But I want to say, hey, hey, wake up. Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is saying, call to me and I will show you great and mighty things you don't know. 
So what if there is something that God wants to say to us that supersedes, that goes over, that goes above and beyond, that is not the same results of what we have seen in the past? What if God wants to say something to us that is greater than what we have heard in the past? What if there is something that God wants to say that he wants to do? Am I ready? Am I going to listen? Am I looking for? Am I going to ask God? God, what is it? What's the new thing? In the original language, in this phrase, God is saying great and powerful secrets. God reveals things we don't know. The knowing word is both information and experience. What have you learned? What have you experienced that would cause you to believe that there are limitations beyond your control on this year? Maybe God has something that can break that open. Maybe God has something that is beyond. Now, I'm not talking about us inventing it. Right? Let's be clear. But what I am talking about is that God has said, hey, call to me and I will answer you. And I will reveal to you great and mighty things which you do not know. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. That's amazing. It's an invitation to conversation. It doesn't happen without relationship time with God. Without you carving out where you can give the best of your energy, hear me now, the best of your energy, the best of your week, to being available to God. I want to, God, I want to be in the same room with you. I want to be in the same room with you. I want to be at your feet. I want to hear your voice. I want to be present with you. And here's what I believe. Relationship time with God prepares you for a moment. Relationship time with God prepares you for the moment. And here's what I hear in my spirit. That this year in 2022, sure, we're going to face challenges, but God has prepared moments for us as a church family to rise to the call to meet the need, to be an example of the love of Jesus. God has prepared moments regardless of what we see as obstacles with people that God has put in our lives. And maybe they weren't receptive in the past. Maybe they rejected you in the past. Maybe they stole from you. Maybe they gossiped about you. Maybe they hurt you in the past. But I believe that God has prepared moments in 2022. And we're not going to be prepared for the moment without relationship time with God. Because the moments, the answers to prayer, the the great and mighty things, that's not our goal. Our goal is to be with God. Heaven, the future of heaven, the hope of heaven is not about, oh, God's going to do miracles. It's about relationship time with God. To be with the one true source of love, hope, peace, and joy. If I make the giver the most valuable thing and not the gift, I will never be disappointed. I will never be disappointed 
if the giver is what's most important. This is a really good time for us to ask ourselves, what's most important? What lasts forever? Our time on this earth is temporary. It runs out quick. The days may be long, but the years are short. Hello? I'm 47. I wish somebody a long time ago had said, warn a brother. I'm going to warn you that this this life is going to feel short. Your car, your job, your house, it's temporary. What lasts forever is your relationship with God and the people that God has put in your life. It's relationship time with God that prepares us for the moment. Just a couple more verses today. Are you getting anything out of this? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6-8. through eight. I think this is really important. Paul writing to Timothy, and remember, this is inspired by God to be beneficial for all believers, all time. I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hands on you. For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Listen, the enemy of your soul wants you to get focused on the problems of today. And I'm not espousing an approach to life where we pretend like things are just great when they're not. But God doesn't want us to focus on the problems. He wants us to focus on Him And then in that relationship, we will see a way to overcome the obstacles. Are you with me? And what I hear in my spirit so clear is that, hey, believer, are you experiencing a a spirit of anxiety? A spirit of fear, of insecurity? Is there a fear? Is there an anxiety that's controlling your life? That's a guiding principle that's, an over, that's affecting you over and over. Listen, to be worried about things going bad is partially just about being a human because you care about your life and the people in your life and you want things to go good. That can be a good motive, a good intention, a good desire. But it can get to a place of being unhealthy. At the end of the day, Where I will not be disappointed is if I trust God with all my heart. And if I'm experiencing fear and anxiety that's controlling my life, that's a guiding principle, that is something that I wake up with every day, God didn't give it to me. God doesn't give that to me. Now, this is tough because it can be mixed up in our human emotions, which God gives us for good reasons. But my human emotions shouldn't be what's in the driver's seat of my life. God doesn't give us that, but what does he give us? Power, which means an ability that you don't have in and of yourself. Right? Ability, strength, spiritual fortitude, some gumption. Anybody watch, you know, Annie, right? You know, some kind of gumption, some spark, right? A power, an ability, a spiritual strength, a fortitude that we don't have in and of ourselves. That's what God gives us. And love, there's that agape love word again, faithful, patient, kind, not selfish, right? And sound mind means self-control, means an ability to control my thoughts. 
Your thoughts, your emotions, they're going to come, they're going to go, right? But God gives us an ability to control our thoughts. And another verse says an ability to bring every thought under governance of Jesus Christ. Whose speech, who has spoken for, for, for God. So God gives us an ability to control our thoughts and to bring them under God's, God's guidance. Thank you, Pastor Ben. That's a really good verse. So helpful. Here's another one from Ephesians. My prayer for us. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Who are we in conversation with? The God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we might ask or think. That's who. It's God who is able. It's not me. It's not you. We get disillusioned and disappointed when we rely on humans more than we rely on God. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we might ask or think. You can be prepared for the moment this year as a result of relationship time with God. God is giving us an invitation to conversation. Now, in closing, I just want to talk about we're t- today we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's 21 days. It's a way to start our year more focused on God than anything else. And if you've never tried fasting before, we have a, a book that we'd be glad to give you on the subject. It's, it's a, a short book, Fasting by Jensen Franklin. We'd be glad to help, help you get a little bit of an understanding of it. Essentially, I'm, I'm giving up eating to spend more time with God. And we can take that principle to apply to other things in life too. Other things that are good. Other things that are helpful. I'm I'm carving out time. I'm putting away things so that I can be more focused on God. So that I can spend relationship time with God. So I can give God the best of my energy. That's the principle. That's what we want to do. We want to start this year the right way. More focused on God than anything else. Today, I'm going to email you a list of prayer topics and verses, one for each day, including today's. And this year, we're going to be focused on prayers from people in the Scripture. They're humans just like us, people like us that have strengths and weaknesses and good days and bad days and every kind of emotion and thought under the sun. That's where we're going to focus. I'm going to email them to you today, and I have a stack of of printed ones up here today. But I want to just, in closing, give us some guidance for how we can respond to the message today and prepare ourselves for these next three weeks. How will we respond to God's invitation to conversation? One, prayerfully consider why we are choosing to do this. Why? Why are you going to spend time with God? Why are you going to give up good things in order to spend time with God? Two, 
prayerfully, and this is what I'd like for you to do today, prayerfully choose what we will do less of so that we can spend more time with God. Sit down with, with pen and paper, with your fo- with preferably pen and paper, put your phone away. Spend time, pray, ask God His opinion, and think about specifically, I'm not going to do this so that I can spend more time with God. Because at, in the real world, that's what it's like. It's kind of like a hot air balloon. You know hot air balloon? Have you ever seen movies with them, maybe with sandbags? you got to take some stuff off before you put something else on in order to keep flight. So what are you going to put off so that you can put on more time with God? Because what we're talking about is more time than usual, right? Three, prayerfully plan the days and times we will give God the best of our energy. Get specific. I've got mine right here for this year where I got really specific about when, what day, what time, what I'm going to give up. This, I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not doing. I'm changing up my lifestyle. I'm going to pray about, I'm going to give up this so that I can spend more time with God. And down to the days and the times. Number four, prayerfully decide what food and other good things we will go without so that we may better delight, delight in relationship time with God. If you've never done this before, try to give up one meal. One meal time to spend time with God. If you've done this before, try to go further than you have gone in the past. And as the book recommends, and we always do, obviously you can consult your doctor as well, but think specific. Think in detail. If we don't make a plan, I don't know how well this is going to go. Number five, prayerfully commit to not let anything get in the way of our relationship time with God. Pray about it today. Between you and God, make a commitment. This is what I'm going to do. This is why I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. God, please help me to do it. Help me recognize anything that would get in the way of me spending more time with you. Does that make sense? I sure hope it does. Rebecca and I obviously are available to you to talk about this, to answer any questions, to help guide you through it. Our Thursday night calls are going to be a prayer gathering. It's going to be a time for us to pray, for us to connect with God, and as a church family to just see the spiritual water level of our fellowship rise. Will you stand with me today? I'd just like to close us in prayer. God, I thank you so very much that even though the circumstances in our city and our nation change, you have not changed. That even though our thoughts and emotions have changed, you have not changed. Lord, our access to you has not changed through Jesus Christ. We can connect with you. We can be in delightful relationship moments with you. Lord, we do. We make a fresh commitment. We're going to give you the best of our energy. We're going to start this year more focused on you than anything else. Thank you for making it available. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for helping us to hear your voice. Lord, we do pray healing miracles. 
Lord, we ask for healing miracles in the name of Jesus, Lord, in our church family and with all the requests that have been lifted up, Lord, over this past week. Lord, in our city, in our nation, Lord, we do ask for a miracle as it relates to coronavirus and, and a variety of other, other challenges that we're facing today. Lord, would you show yourself strong? Would you show yourself to be the miracle worker? We thank you that we know that you are because we have seen you do miracles before. Lord, we praise you today. We thank you for the opportunity to gather in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Again, watch your email for any updated information. As, you know, obviously we're doing a, a Zoom service today as well. Hey, grace and peace to you. Have a great week.